It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Raul helped build this organization with the understanding that the diversity of this community, as distinct as the Bogodas of the Bronx, as beautiful as the Blossoms of Miami, and as unique as the breakfast tacos here in San Antonio. You know what it is! It's Taco and welcome to your Taco Tuesday. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley, with you here on 77 WABC. If you'd like to be part of the program today, 800-848-WABC is the number to call, 800-848-922. Mark Stein, of course, will be with us. And in fact, we're going to go to a break early because we've got to get Mark in here. You know, Mark is an international kind of guy. He's got so many commitments around the world, so we're going to do a... A usual break a little bit early so that we can make sure we have enough time with Mark. And there's plenty of news otherwise. Not just political news. This has to be the worst date ever, at least for one person in the date. I mean, seriously, there are websites devoted to horrible dates. But this is the single worst date I have ever, at least for one of the parties. A Georgia college student died instantly when he walked into the still-spinning propeller of a small plane he had rented for a dinner date. Ouch. Sophomore, he was really trying to impress her. And he must have just been taken. And he, yeah, he got off the plane piloted by two friends. They had taken him and a woman to nearby Savannah. Hey, come on, baby, let's go to Savannah for dinner. Oh, that sounds lovely. And um, he gets off, walks into the propeller. What's that you say? What's on her dress? No, I'm sure that was not her concern. But is that or is that not the worst date ever? There is news, of course, this being New York, of all kind of We had, yes, another one on the subways, another one, another one. Yet another New Yorker has been killed after being shoved in front of a subway train. 48-year-old man, F train, a train I used to take every day when I was a kid, at 74th and Broadway. I mean, those of you that travel through, you know this, this is a major stop. This is actually the stop that rush rush hour begins because you can get on the train at 179th Street 
and your ride is cool. When you get there, that train is crowded. And yet another one. And you know what, Mayor, the party mayor of New York, Mayor Adams, the guy that loves to party, you know what he says? We have a perception that crime is a a perception that crime is a problem. Yeah, you do. Kind of, sort of. People get murdered every day, raped, pillaged. Yeah, you might say you do have a perception that crime is out of control. Let's see. Oh, and this, the New York police, uh, the New York City Police Department's hunting down some armed robbers. They've held up 21 stores in the past three months. It's just a perception, though. It's a perception that stores have been robbed, even though they've been robbed. So don't worry about it. It's just a perception things are bad. From your nation's capital, this is in the Amazon Prime Washington Post today. The... Actually, it's about the Amazon Prime Amazon Prime Washington Post has an editorial today. Guess what? This is surprising, ladies and gentlemen. They are against allowing non-citizens to vote in D.C.'s elections. Now, that is stunning. Yeah, one would expect that not to be the case. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley, we're coming back with you. When we get back, Mark Stein joins us. Stay here. Don't go away. Right back. Hour is on the air. Attention, Ditto Heads. Attention, Bo Scouts. Rush on the Red Apple Podcast Network. He's always mistakenly British. Teen Crumpets. Cheerio. But he's really a Canuck. Known on all seven continents. Oh, I know who you are. America's undocumented anchorman. He's a recording star and a TV star. Tuesdays, James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, presents Mark Stein. The right that I pushed hard and it finally got changed, the married couples in the privacy of their bedroom, excuse me, I'm thinking about the Dobbs Dobbs decision. Imagine, well, I'll I'll get to that in a second. (laughs) Hello, Buck. Yeah, I'm speaking to you live from my red room. It's, uh, (laughs) I I, I like, this this time of the day, I like to just spend 20 minutes in the red room, park myself up, (laughs) getting ready for the evening. Mm. Don't don't you laugh? You Mark, laugh, I mean, but there is, is not on? a there's not a realtor in America. You can have a fabulous McMansion, but if it doesn't have a red room, that thing's going <laughs> to sit on the market for three years. And he uh, got the uh, chain so that you can have some privacy in that room, Mark. And I don't know what you need your privacy for, <laughs> um, uh, Mark. How do you do this? I want to know seriously. How do you do this? You, this crystal ball thing that you do, I mean, the, you, the woman had barely taken office. People were still excited. She was probably still poor, post-orgasmic when you declared, this trust is not going to last. I'm telling you, this is not going to work. And here no. we are. It's, she's been in office less time than Joe Biden can remember his name. And here's, the Brits are saying, we're done with this woman. Please get her out of here. We don't want her anymore. It's, yeah. What the hell? 
Well, Mark, what happened? Well, she's been in office for five weeks, uh, four of which were spent mourning the Queen, so politics came to a total halt. Uh, and then eventually the period of royal mourning ended, <laughs> and she started making policy. She thought, oh, I can come out of Downing Street now and announce a policy or two. And she did that, and they immediately took the keys away from her. She's, <laughs> she's, basically, she's basically like, uh, if you know your Turkish history, she's like one of the nuttier Ottoman, Ottoman sultans, uh, like uh, I think it was Mustafa I, who they kept in a cage with two <laughs> concubines, and he sat there giggling at his two concubines all day long. I think he's called, I think the Turks know him as Mustafa the Giggling. Anyway, that's basically what they've done to Liz Truss, but without the concubines, because Britain is so broke, they can't afford two concubines. <laughs> so she comes up with an economic policy, and immediately... The, the market tanks, the, the British economy, instead of reviving itself, just looked like it was, it was headed for, the, uh, for a dumpster fire. This quasi-quarantine or ting, her, Wait her, a her minute. chancellor. I, I'm not having this anti-black racism just because you, you, -black? you white privileged guys only know how to pronounce these white bread names. I mean, he's got a perfectly respectable name, quasi-quarantine. Quasi-quarantine. Yeah, spell it three times fast. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Quasi, Kawazi, yeah. comes up with this plan. Yeah. And I mean, you're talking about me. I'm not the guy. The first time ever, Brit the, the Brits have a black guy in charge of the money. What happens? The guy says, okay, let's do this. And they look at him and they say, get out. Get out, Mike. You're done. And they fired the guy. I mean, yeah. what the... Yeah, actually, when you put it like when you put it like that, it's brilliant because basically, <laughs> basically, this is a this is a black guy who's in charge of the treasury of a G seven nation, and uh, they mean, oh my God, the IMF, Joe Biden, the German Chancellor, oh, we can't have this. Who let him into the club? And they uh, and he's booted out. So they're all exactly. They were. You're right. They were. He was flying back from the IMF meeting. Wait till Kanye hears about this. Yeah. Wait till wait, wait till somebody. Yeah. Wait till somebody fills in Kanye about this. No, there's you're going to be a. You're, there's going to be a big noise on Parler about this. I guarantee you. Well, I I I think it, it's interesting to me because it's like it's Joe Biden, the International Monetary Fund. All the big shot globalists said, oh, oh, no, no, we can't, we can't have you doing any of this. And uh, it was so important to them that, as you said, they fired and humiliated the first, I mean, the first black guy to be uh, uh, chancellor of the exchequer. And he like held it for three, he held the position for three days. So he's like set back. Uh, black advancement in the entire British Commonwealth about 30 years. You're right. I hadn't looked at that angle. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I'm, no. so, I'm so post-racial, I hadn't even considered how this story... You imagine this in America, that, oh. uh, that Biden makes a black guy chance uh, Treasury Secretary and then fires him, you know, a week later. You'd never hear the end of it. Yeah, well, yeah, Biden wouldn't remember he had a Treasury Secretary at the rate he's going. You know, I wonder what would happen if, never mind, because <laughs> Biden's been touchy-feely with the little girls again lately. It's just such a creepy story. I don't even want to touch it. No mm. pun intended. Uh, Tulsi Gabbard, who we also talked about last week, is yeah. 
she called Joe Biden. She kind of compared him to Hitler. Now, this is a twist because usually it's Democrats always comparing Republicans to Nazis. She was a Democrat. Now she's not a Democrat, and she's comparing Democrats to Hitler. And this is, how is this going to play out for old Tulsi as she, uh, as she campaigns and starts to show up with Republicans? Well, I, I find this very interesting because Joe Biden, right, he compares an, a minor electoral modification in the state of Georgia to Jim Crow on steroids. Uh, then he uh, says that half he gives that speech he gave, that he says half, all, half the country, the guys that voted for Donald J. Trump are all fascists. And now suddenly she mentions Hitler. Oh, gosh, this is absolutely terrible. It's lowering the, lowering the tone of public debate. Why can't she just uh, come do what normal, respectable politicians do and compare your opponent to uh, slave owners and Mussolini? <laughs> That's the American. American way, and and actually Tulsi, in fairness, I mean, uh, by the way, this Don Baldock guy, uh, he's neck and neck. He's a little bit behind, but he's got a. Ch- but that you know, when you factor in all the other stuff, he's got a chance of actually beating uh, Maggie Hassan and taking that. Really? Hatchet. Yeah, I think he. I think he has. People don't. You know, this guy. Uh, she she made an interesting point though. She said even uh, Hitler. At the time Hitler was Hitler, he thought... And by the way, I don't agree with comparing Joe Biden to Hitler because you can say what you like about Hitler, but at least he put in a full day's work and he was in much better shape. Uh, So that's a a freebie for those guys at the Hill who want to have the vapors. Stein compares Joe Biden unfavorably to Hitler. Um, But Hitler... (laughs) Hitler could remember who his Treasury Secretary was. But the thing about this is... The Hitler, he, she's saying that at the time Hitler was running things, those guys thought they were the good guys. And so she's actually saying, look, Biden, she's making a rather subtle point. She's saying these guys are doing terrible things, Biden, but he probably thinks he's the good guy. Now, what he's doing is he's keeping these January 6th people in jail without trial, which they don't do in civilized societies. He's, right. he's leaning on, or his minions are leaning on Facebook and Twitter to uh, cancel anybody who uh, disagrees with him on COVID policy. That's something you don't do in free societies. He's also demonized half of his own citizens as the enemy. That's also something you don't do in free and civilized societies. So the point, the point here is well taken. After what he's... He was supposed to be a uniter. He's damned half the country as fascists. He's uh, damned the proponents of the most benign and irrelevant footling law as Jim Crow on steroids. Uh, but now suddenly all these awful... These the, the these dowager duchesses who run the hill and Politico. Oh, oh Tulsi brought up Hitler. You know Biden. Uh, for, by, comparing comparing Republicans to Mussolini. That's perfectly normal. Yeah, that's really a helpful contribution to political debate. You know, Mark, you just you triggered something when you when you were going through this because there was a story I saw today in the, the old gray lady, uh, the New York Times. Mm. Uh, that voters see democracy in pearl. You, this is what you triggered when you talked about the way that this administration mm. is treating the J6 people, right? Mm. So the, the headline in, in the Times, and it's a, it's a lengthy article, prints out to 11 pages. Voters see democracy in pearl, but, but, they say, saving it isn't a priority. 
Well, that's actually hilarious. <laughs> I know. It's the first thing. This is what they've been doing. They've been telling between the Amazon Prime Washington mm. Post, the New York Times, this has been the drumbeat. That, that America is on the brink. We're all on the brink because of January 6th. We're all on the brink. Democracy will die if, mm. if, if the Republicans are elected. And here's the New York, democracy is in peril. But it's in so much peril that most voters don't even, they're worried about inflation instead. Then how well, much peril is it in? Yeah, no, I mean, that, what they mean by democracy is in peril is that the New York Times is in favor of a system whereby people start sending in mail-in votes, you know, two months before the election, and they don't finish counting them until three months after the election, because they, and, and nowhere else in the world do they do that. You know, in, in Denmark, in Sweden, in Botswana, uh, they, election day is held on election day, and round about 10 p.m., or if it's a close call, midnight, you know who's won. So actually, what this is a totally dishonest conversation that the left is having on this, because they actually want a system that the, the longer you stretch out election day, the easier it is to steal. If election day is just from 7 a.m., to 7 p.m. on a Tuesday, it's very hard to steal it. If it goes on for weeks, it's easy to steal. And that's the quote-unquote democracy that people like the New York Times and the Democrats are in favor of. You did an interview on your program, and by the way, you can find Mark, all you have to do, go on the Internet, GB News. You did an interview with this guy. Uh, he is a member of Parliament, I believe, or the Euro European Union. What do they call those guys? Are they... It's an MEP, a member MEP, of the European right. Parliament, yeah. Okay, you did an interview with this guy, one of these members, and Mark, the guy was, was grilling the heck out of Pfizer. Mm. And as it turns out, Pfizer didn't run any trials to test whether this vaccine that they put on the market for COVID actually would stop the spread of COVID. Yeah. Which he found to be quite odd. And I'm yeah. listening, I'm watching you. And can you tell the audience about this exchange that you had and what we should all take away from it, please? Well, this was a Dutch member of parliament, and he was uh, quizzing Pfizer's, I think her title is President of Vaccines. Um, and she's an English woman, and she and he asked her for an honest answer, and she gave an honest answer, which is that they did no trials on whether it would prevent transmission. Now, if you recall Rachel Maddow, just to name uh, one of the many eminent persons who, the minute these vaccines were announced, said, this is where COVID stops. You, you, the, the uh, pandemics uh, spread because uh, you're infected and you infect five other people. And with it, with this vaccine, uh, COVID stops dead now and can't move on to infect other people. And in fact, this lady just said, oh, no, 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 no. We never did any tests for that. And so the entire and so all the things that we were told in the in late 2021 about these vaccines, if it's a vaccine that doesn't prevent you getting the disease and then it doesn't prevent you from passing it on, uh, it, it's it's at best a lousy vaccine. And if you're going to be a linguistic purist about it, it isn't actually a vaccine at all. And this lady answered the 
guy's question honestly in the European Parliament, and we had him on, and uh, he wasn't exactly overburdened with media interviews, even though <laughs> what he had to say was absolutely devastating. Do you think this is all going to be just forgotten, or is it going... You know, Fauci's out. Fauci was out today mm. saying that, oh, these school closures that happened in America, they were, they were awful. They had deleterious collateral consequences. By the way, I had nothing to do with these school yeah, closings. Yeah. I, I, hey, 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 go, go look at someone else. Look at Cuomo. Look at anybody but me. Do you yeah, think well, this stuff is going somewhere? Well, I think I think it's I'm I'm interested in the way there's been very low uh, take up of these new vaccines because people are beginning to grasp that they were oversold and underperformed at the bare minimum. All this other stuff, we've done incredible damage to a generation of children. They're developmentally behind. They don't understand social cues because uh, for their first couple of years, they didn't see any faces. I mean, this we have actually terrorized a generation of children and we've done terrible things to them for something that was... A, we've, we've damaged a generation for a social so-called uh, virus that was no risk to them whatsoever. It's just a terrible thing. It's, it's, it's child cruelty, and someone should pay. Instead, all these guys, you know, Andrew Cuomo was being talked up as a Democrat presidential candidate mm -hmm. for killing old people and, uh, and, and basically torturing young people. And the middle-aged didn't have too great a time in between either. So that was basically a full set of devastation he wreaked. Amen to that. Mark Stein, tell everybody where they can find you besides Stein online, S-T-E-Y-N online. Oh, you can see me on uh, GB News, which is at 8 p.m. London time, Monday to Thursday, and that is 3 o'clock New York time. Uh, or you, you can watch the rerun at uh, 9 p.m. New York And time. you're still adamant that we're not going to do a big deal for the coronation. <laughs> Actually, I might have some good... For that thing you've been badgering me about, I might have some good news for you on that front next week. Very James. good. Looking so much forward to it. James Golden, A.K. Snurley. Thank you, Mark Stein. Thanks for being with us. Always a pleasure, James. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. This is The Rush Hour with Bose Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. All right, you know what? Chuck Berry's birthday today. Deep down in Louisiana, close to New Orleans, way back up in the woods among the evergreens, there stood a log cabin made of earth and wood, where lived a country boy named Johnny B. Good, who never ever learned to read or write so well, but he could play a guitar just like a ring and a bell. Go, go. Go, Johnny, go, go. Go, Johnny, go, go. Go, Johnny, go, go. Go, Johnny, go. Now you can say what you want. There are a lot of fathers and mothers of rock and roll music in America, but rock and roll music would not 
be rock and roll music without the influence of Chuck Berry. That is for sure. And so many others, not excluding anybody, but you can't have this discussion about the birth of rock and roll in America without talking about Chuck Berry. Also, Winston Marsalis' birthday today, and Neo, Neo's birthday today. Ava, darling. Yes. Hi, Ava. Hi, how are you? I, I, I have a question for you, sweetheart. Yeah. Have you been following these news stories about President Biden putting his hands on one girl's necks? And... Uh, I've definitely heard about it a lot today since I've been in and at work today. Let me ask you a question. If... If if you were in, what would, how would you feel if, I mean, he's the president. So if the president spotted you and said, hey, Ava, you know, you're a really beautiful, young, sweet little, pretty little thing, <laughs> P-Y-T. And I just want to massage your neck and sniff your hair and rub my hands up and down your neck for a few minutes. I mean, would you, would you, would you be okay with that? No, definitely not. It's very uncomfortable. No. <laughs> but he's the president. I think it's an awkward position because you want to say no, but then it's like he's the president. So what do you do? Oh, you know? Yeah. So if this were happening to your younger sister, what would you do? <laughs> or let's say uh, your theoretical, hypothetical younger sister, what would you do? Um, what are you supposed to do when you watch this happen and you're like, this is awkward. This is ugly. I feel like that's one of those things that you just like don't know what to say in the moment. And you kind of just like look at the person and make, you know, give that look. But it's just it happens so fast. There's like you don't like do anything, you know. Come yeah. on, man. <laughs> well, thank you, Ava. That's what yeah, I wanted no to problem. know. I wanted to. I wanted to hear how you what 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 a young lady thought, a young sure. beautiful lady oh, thought you. about this. <laughs> okay, thank you, Ava. Yeah. Oh, Let us say what? Yeah. Oh, get this. This is right out of the Democrat Party playbook. You'll love this one. This is in the Pennsylvania race. You know, the race where the wife is now demanding that NBC, never been broadcasting company, uh, they've apologized for actually telling the truth for once about a candidate there, Fetterman. And it's not pleasant. I mean, and again, I don't say anything to mock, impugn in any way Mr. Fetterman's condition. He had a stroke. We all pray and hope for his complete 100% recovery, period. But reporting on his condition is something that takes integrity if you're a journalist. How can you ignore it the same way that the press ignored uh, Hunter Biden's problems for so long? So now the, the wife, she's on a tear. And there are articles, by the way, that the wife was the one really running the show there. So I'm just saying. Uh, police in Pennsylvania, however, have confiscated multiple pro-Democrat campaign signs that were placed without permission on people's property, but guess what they did? They taped razor blades to them, so if the people tried to take them off, they would cut their hands and get injured. So this is now Democrat. So these are signs for uh, Fetterman, Josh Shapiro running for governor, and Ashley, whoever, running for the House of Representatives. The signs, there are pictures of them. Uh, This was a Fox News flash. Fox has pictures of them. You can see the razor blades have been taped, so you can't, if you don't pay attention, you cannot tell that there are razor blades on there. You reach to pull the sign out of your property, cut your hands up. 
Democrats, eh? Our friend is the Democrats. I did tell you that the mayor, by the way, says another guy, you know, died subway tracks. It's not a real problem. This is your perception, folks. So don't worry about it. If you're going to take the subway, I would suggest, though, that you perceive standing away from the tracks. Don't stand close. Stand with your back against the wall, if you can, until the train comes. And if you see crazies, get out. Because although the mayor says it's a perception problem, the dead bodies that are piling up say otherwise. Let's head to the telephones. Andy, Brooklyn, New York. Thank you for holding. You're on WABC. James Golden, it's Rush Hour. How are you, sir? Good, Andy. How are you doing? Actually, the reason for my call was to thank you and to actually let you know about 12 years ago, you made an incredible impact on a group that I started, which also made a huge impact on stopping the building of the Ground Zero Mosque. And it happened one afternoon during 2010. Uh, I had this group called the 9-11 Hard Hats. We're a bunch of New York construction workers that refused to work on that site where they were they were proposing to build right in the shadow of Ground Zero. And I had just gotten back from a landmark meeting where they voted to trash that landmark building because Bloomberg actually supported the Ground Zero Mosque. So I was driving home totally dejected. And just for the heck of it, I said, I was listening to Rush, and I said, you know what, let me try and call in. You know, I'll never get through, but who knows? And I managed to get through, and I remember you're the first voice I heard. And you were so kind, and you could, and you could tell I was nervous, and I was you know, really uh, excited at the same time. And you told me, you said, okay, take it easy. If you get disconnected, give me your phone number and I'll call you back. And before I knew it, I was talking to the man, Rush Limbaugh, and he let all of the Americans know exactly what was going on down at Ground Zero and what they were trying to do to that space. And ever since that moment, the complete momentum of stopping the building of that turn to our side. And I just wanted to say thank you. And I think in my heart, that moment actually was the instigator to push the tide our direction. Wow. Andy, I will just say this. Thank you. I had no idea what you were going to talk about. I just knew it had something to do with a call from 12 years ago. That blows my mind. I remember it. I remember the call. And this is a testament to the, to Rush's, you know, one thing about Rush, he never walked around like, I'm powerful, I'm powerful. I'm In fact, he detested that. He was one of the most humble people you would ever meet on the face of the earth. I remember actually saying to him, you know, you're really powerful when it comes to this global warming business. That's what I told him was that that his efforts had stopped global warming legislation from being implemented in this country, and this country owed him a tremendous debt of gratitude because there were so many people that realized that this idea of man-made global warming was a hoax, thanks to him, and that was a very powerful position to be in since there are so many billions of dollars riding on this hoax 
And he looked at me really strange, and he kept and, and he said to me something about the fact that he doesn't look at himself in those terms. And so it was the same thing when I thought about this. You know, Rush would do things because he thought they were right, not to demonstrate that um, that he was powerful because he didn't look at himself like that. But he was the most powerful broadcaster I've ever met, and and that's because his audience trusted him, and they know that he wouldn't bring anything to them unless he believed in it and unless he believed it was true and had done his research. And that trust was what in, in endeared him to his audience. And so for you to call with this and say that was the moment, yes, I know if you got through and Rush talked about it and embraced that cause, I know that must have been the moment when things changed because he did. I saw there was some little uh, ankle biter that was smearing Rush. I forget on which one. It was on one of these shows uh, recently, TV shows, some little media ankle biter who never had the kind of success that, that he did. And he kept saying, oh, 15 million. You know, no. When Rush passed away, his audience was 27 million people. That will never be accomplished again by a single radio broadcaster. It just won't. Wow. Thank you, Andy, for your call. Appreciate it. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley, let us continue with the telephones. And Bob in Trumbull, Connecticut. Mr. Snurley, you you asked the young lady what she would do yeah, if the president touched her. Hmm. But let me tell you, if a pervert like that touched my wife, my daughter, or my granddaughter, I would Beat the damn Democrats. Oh, 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 let's not go violence here on the air because, number one, I don't want the DOJ sending people out to your house saying that you threatened the president or anything like that. And I know you didn't make a specific threat, but I don't do violence anyway. So let's, I understand your sentiment and let's just leave it at that. I think any man would want to protect his family against abuse. But let's not give the, uh, the uh, corrupt DOJ a chance to pay you a visit in the middle of the night or at 6 a.m. with only the CNN cameras tipped off that they're going to come in and swat your home, Bob. Love you, bro. Take care. James Golden, A.K. Snurley with you. Let's go to J.D., New Jersey. How are you, J.D.? I'm good, sir. How are you? I'd like to talk about the subway crime. Yep. And, uh, you know, it's up in the front right now. It's on the papers every day. And one of the things... I think, is the people that are committing the crimes, mm-hmm. they don't pay the toll. They don't pay the fare. Of course not. It would have stopped them from evading the fare. No, no. the people getting hurt. No, no, no. And no, no, no. No, 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 no. No, no, no. There you go again with these Republican talking points. There you go. They're talking about stopping criminals from committing crimes. What's wrong with you? Criminals have one job in life. That is to commit crimes. They don't go and work in your local grocery store. They're not cashiers. They're not selling you, well, some of them are, selling you cars. But the main job of a criminal is to commit crime. And you damn Republicans, every time we want to let criminals commit crime, you damn Republicans want to get in the way and stop it. What's wrong with you people? Don't you want criminals to work? I know it's a racial thing, right? Because you, uh, what? 
No, we're not going to talk about the fact that disproportionately there is a certain characteristic to most criminals in most blue cities. We're not allowed to talk about that because that would lead to a larger talk about the culture overall and how you could allow your children to be taught criminality and how it could run all through your music and how it could run all through the Hollywood stuff you want. Why? How dare you? No. This is America. Let the criminals be the criminals. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snerdley. Rush. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Yesterday's Tower of Power. This is from the Urban Renewal album. singing this stuff this was in the 80s and they were trying to tell us that we were running out of oil i still love this song okay talking about alternate sources of power Here's a source of power that's running out in uh, Arizona. You know, Liz Cheney last week did a number on her saying, oh, my goodness, she's the worst horrible, horrible thing. I'd, if I were, I'd vote Democrat rather than vote for her. Who was she talking about? She was talking about Carrie Lake. I want you to listen to this exchange between Carrie Lake and reporters. It's a long exchange. But this happened. Now, listen to the way Carrie Lake handles this business that they continue to throw up. Oh, you're an election denier. You're an election denier. You're an election denier. You're an election denier. I'm actually shocked you asked that question. <laughs> well, actually, yes, I'm thinking you'll tell one once in a while. <laughs> you know, I, I did a little, actually, Anthony. Anthony, how old are you? 20. Are you a journalist? No. Well, a 20 year old age. Half these people. At 20, is handing her papers. Deniers. Here's 150 examples of Democrats denying election results. Oh wow! Look at this. This is from this is from uh, Joe Biden's press secretary. Reminder: Brian Kemp stole the gubernatorial election from Georgians and Stacey Abrams. <laughs> Democrats saying that is that an election denier? Oh, look at this. Just heard Republican Ryan Costello said it would be difficult for Stacey Abrams to win because she lost her state bid, but yet she's still claiming she never lost. This is outright Hillary Clinton. Trump is an illegitimate president. Is she an election denier? This one says, was the 2016 election legitimate? It now definitely is a question worth asking. That's the Los Angeles Times. So it's okay for Democrats to question elections, but it's not okay for Republicans it's a crock of BS. Every one of you knows it. We have our freedom of speech, and we're not going to relinquish it to a bunch of fake news propagandists. If you want a copy of these, I'm sure that we're, Anthony would help you get a copy and help you learn how to be journalists. But look it up. It's been happening for a long time. Since 2000, people have questioned the legitimacy of our elections. And all we're asking is that in the future, we don't have that have to happen anymore. Look, when I'm governor, excuse me. 
when I'm governor, we're going to make sure we have honest elections. We want the Democrats, the Independents, and the Republicans to all know that their vote counted. We want fair, honest, and transparent elections, and we're going to deliver that for the people. But just remember, guys, this is one page after Hillary Clinton says George W. Bush was selected president, not elected. So let's start, if you're going to start throwing around terms like election denier, let's remember who the other election deniers were, Hillary Clinton and all the Democrats. Boom. Mic drop. Let's head back to the telephones. And Max in Manhattan, you're on James Golden, a.k.a. Stern, with you with Rush Hour. What's up, Max? James, thank you for taking my call. Um, yep. I don't know if many people can remember Michelle Bachman. I can't remember if she was a, a senator or a congresswoman. She's a congresswoman from Ohio. Love Michelle. She's a dear friend. Great. She wrote a 16-page letter to, uh, to Congress concerning an assistant of Hillary Clinton's, an assistant who was involved with she had ties to uh, terrorist, Muslim terrorist ties, and nothing was done about it. And uh, she was interviewed this weekend on Katamatidis. And, and so this is the second time that I'm hearing this. You must have wrote this down. You're talking about Huma Aberdeen. I heard the buildup yes. before. Great call, yes. but don't call me twice in the same week with the same thing. That's boring. Move on. Get something new, new material. That's what we do here every day. I love you, Max. Call again, but now with the same material. Thank you. Viviana, Brooklyn, New York. How are you? Hello, Viviana. I'll turn down your radio, darling. Hello, Viviana. Calling Viviana. Are you there? Going once. Viviana. Going twice. Yep, going three times. Thank you. Tony in Manhattan, you're up next. James Golden, a.k.a. Stern, with you here on WABC. Thank you, my friend. The third time I call you. The man that called you for 12 years ago inspired me to make a call. I was addicted to Rush Limbaugh. I was an executive, became blind, stayed in my house, looking at my patient, listened to Rush Limbaugh. He died. You came over. I beg the owner of your station, Mr. Bakasidi, look at you. You are the follower. You just said things the way supposed to be done. You follow Mr. Rush Limbaugh's footsteps. Believe me, you're so humble, but I can talk. I know about radio. Keep there, because people are listening to you. We need you here. The world, the United States, we need you here. In, Tony, in- bless you, my friend. Thank you. Let me just say this. There will never be another Rush Limbaugh. I don't even try. I wouldn't in my wildest dreams think that I would be capable of filling his shoes on radio. Nobody can do that. But I thank you for your compliments, and thank you for listening. I appreciate those kind words so very much. Thank you. Jeremy, just Jerry, I'm sorry, in Chicago. What's up, Jerry? How are you? Good afternoon, sir. Thank you for taking my call, James. I'd like to talk to you about the uh, idiot and chief's decision to release 15 million more barrels from our strategic petroleum reserve. Now, does he think that this is going to buy him votes if the gas yes. prices are lowered? Yes. It's four seventy-five a gallon here in Chicago. So I don't think – I don't understand what he's doing. He's trying to buy votes. And by the way, he's also trying to get out of this deal. You know, the Saudi government exposed him. He said he was trying to do a deal. The Saudi government came out and said, no, you would, you came and asked begging – they didn't say begging – begging for us to do – a drop on oil to boost production, so at least until the election. He was trying to buy votes with the Saudis, and they said no, and they exposed him. 
There is, and you're leading me into a story that I wanted to talk about but didn't have enough time, so I'm just going to tease at it today. This is a okay. story worth reading. Uh, Jerry, thank you, and everybody. That was a great call, Jerry. Um, there's a story today that is highly disturbing. Highly, highly disturbing. It prints out to 44 pages, which is a small book. And it is in the Amazon Prime Washington Post. Retired U.S. generals, admirals take top jobs with Saudi crown prince. It's not just the Saudi crown prince. There are American military officers, and we're talking about a high number of them. Over 500 retired U.S. military officers that have taken lucrative jobs with, in some cases, our enemies. And they are being paid extraordinary amounts of money. And in order to take these jobs... You are supposed to get permission. Those that did ask permission, the Department of Defense has decided they want to try to keep the information from us, the American people. This is a long expose. I wasn't going to bring it up until I had time to delve into some of the cases here, but this is a must-read. For those of you very concerned about national security, this is a horror story. 44 pages of horror. Amazon Prime Washington Post today. Retired U.S. generals, admirals take top jobs with Saudi crown princes, not just the Saudis, folks. The Saudis only have 15 of our top military. The other 485 are spread out among rogue nations in some cases around the world. Yeah, just thought that should... Ah. What are you going to do? By the way, there's new energy around Herschel Walker. And I just love this. I mentioned yesterday the New York Times, Charles Blow, Hard, and some of the others are upset, you know, because Walker doesn't speak King's English to them. (laughs) But that doesn't matter. He's starting to, uh, the momentum is gone for Ralph Warnock. We'll have more on that tomorrow. Time's up. Cats and Matiti's up next. Cats at night. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.